Get Sleepy is a production of Slumber Studios and is made possible thanks to the generous support of our sponsors and premium members. If you'd like to listen ad-free and access weekly bonus episodes, extra long stories, and our entire back catalogue, you can try out Premium free for seven days by following the link in the episode notes. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, friends. Welcome to Get Sleepy where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. As always, I'm your host, Thomas. Following on from last night's story, this evening we'll be returning to Pagosa Springs, Colorado. We'll start from where we left off last time, at the hot springs, ready to relax and there are still many things left to see and do. A big thanks to Chase for writing these stories, and to TK for narrating them. For our premium supporters, this Friday we'll be bringing you both parts of this story stitched together into a long-length episode. And speaking of premium, If you'd like to hear even more Get Sleepy episodes, including weekly bonuses every Thursday, all whilst enjoying completely ad-free listening, then I'd love for you to try our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium. The first seven days are free, so you can make sure you're happy. For more information on all of our plans, visit getsleepy.com slash support or just follow the link in the show notes. Before we begin, make yourself as comfortable as can be, adjusting your position if necessary, and stretching out your arms and legs if it helps them relax. Once you're settled, take a Deep breath in, holding at the top, and as you exhale, feel a release of tension and energy. Breathe in a sense of calm and peace, and with the exhale, let go 
of any burdensome energies or disruptive thoughts. You can repeat this as many times as you'd like, understanding that it can take time to unwind and relax. But by focusing on the breath and using it as your anchor, you will eventually feel ready to drift off naturally and peacefully. So, as you continue to relax, let's turn to our story. It's time to make our way back to the mountains of southwest Colorado, where a dip in the hot springs awaits you. This is where our story continues. Pagosa Springs may be small, but what it lacks in size, it definitely makes up for in rugged, natural beauty. It's a gem of a town, and it more than lives up to the hype surrounding it. You knew coming here that you were in for a treat, being in the midst of such breathtaking scenery and nearby attractions. But nothing could have prepared you for the reality. Just the drive here was an adventure in itself. You got to see the rock formations at Wheeler Geologic Area. And you drove on empty roads, which carried you through vast areas of wilderness. So beautiful. It almost didn't seem real. Then you reached Agosa Springs, and you discovered that the entire town and valley feel as if they're cradled by the surrounding San Juan Mountains. It is almost as if this place exists in a bubble, cut off from the outside world. This could be the entire world, with nothing else outside the National Forest 
and the majestic mountains that encircle the town. And you wouldn't know it. You haven't even been here an entire day. And already, you don't want to leave. Now you find yourself soaking in the hot springs that the town is known for. The springs run all along the San Juan River, which meanders its way through the downtown area and beyond. These springs are the deepest in the world, with one going as deep as 1,000 feet below the ground. The heat from the mineral-rich water seeps into your pores and surrounds your entire body with warmth. You're as mellowed out as you have ever been. Your limbs and muscles feel loose. Any tension you had left the moment you waded into the pool. You are so comfortable that since easing yourself into the churning, gurgling water, you have barely moved an inch. Lying in the swirling, heated embrace of the hot springs, you watch as the sun continues its descent below the horizon. The sky turns a deep violet indigo color, tinged with orange, as the sun dips even lower. For a brief second, the colors light up the sky outlining the shadowy mountains in dark relief. The hot springs and river look almost neon blue for a moment as the light touches the water surface. Then the sun disappears completely, and night presses in. All around you, street lamps begin to cast a soft glow, and the twinkling stars appear in the sky. It's like every star has suddenly been switched on 
street lights and starry luminosity enhance the cozy feeling. You lean back against the smooth rock surface, savoring the constant rush of warmth that cascades over your skin. With each movement of the hot water, this whirlpool of heat feels wonderfully decadent. Closing your eyes, you let yourself sit there for a few minutes, simply enjoying the blissful experience. After some time, the splash of water from somewhere nearby stirs you out of your reverie. Opening your eyes, you watch a young couple holding hands enter one of the pools a few feet away. They lower themselves into the water and let out sighs of contentment. You wonder if they are staying at the same resort as you. It's right on the river, not too far down from where you currently are. But then you remember that in this area, all the pools are open to the public, which is something that sits right with you. Feeling more than a little drowsy from your time in the springs, you decide to call it a night. You have a full day ahead of you tomorrow, and you want to wake up refreshed and ready to tackle the day. Pushing yourself off the rock you are lounging on, you wade through the water and get out of the pool. The second the cold night hair touches you, goosebumps spread across your skin. You feel the urge to return to the hot spring you just vacated. But instead, you walk towards the towel station provided by the resort. Selecting one of the fluffy, plush towels, you quickly dry off. 
Then you discover a pile of robes and put one on over your swimwear. Feeling much warmer, you amble up the steps that meet the sidewalk and make your way toward the resort. Entering the lobby, you wave at the friendly staff as you head to your room. You use the keycard to open the door and step into the luxurious space, turning on the lights. After a quick shower, you change into your pajamas. You feel brand new as you pull back the thick white covers of the huge bed. Sliding between the sheets, you snuggle in for the night and allow the irresistible weight of sleep to pull you under. The next morning, you wake up gradually. In the darkness, you reach over and turn on the lamp on the bedside table. The soft glow of light fills the room. You sit up, slowly stretching your arms above your head. It is still dark outside. You had planned on getting up early so you would have enough time to go on a walk by the river and watch the sunrise before leaving for the day. Padding across the carpeted floor, you find the clothes that you set aside last night and change into them. Then, grabbing your car keys, you go out the sliding glass door that leads down to the river and hot springs. A cool breeze stirs you awake as it brushes against your skin. Zipping up your jacket, you find the river walk path and begin to follow it nowhere in particular. All is peaceful and quiet at this early hour, and you savor these precious moments of solitude. The first traces of light 
are beginning to appear in the sky, and a rich, deep blue fills the entire atmosphere. It is the blue hour, the time between dawn and sunrise, when the whole sky is a light in this shade of blue, a color so striking you think that it belongs on a paint palette. Finding a bench that overlooks the river, you head toward it. You take a seat on its sturdy wooden surface reclining back to relax and enjoy your surroundings. As the light in the sky increases, a few tendrils of rose and pink unfurl across the land, bathing it in the glow of sunrise. You watch as the river courses by. On the other side, across the dark blue ribbon of water, there are pockets of bubbling hot springs along the riverbank. They're smaller than the ones you have seen so far, and you can tell that they aren't large enough to soak in, but they are still a sight to see. The sun edges its way up over the horizon, and just like that, everything changes. It is almost like going from black and white to technicolor. Dazzling rays of the warmest hues pierce the sky above and shine across the land. The beams of gold, orange, yellow, and pink are like rich paint strokes. A red rainbow arcs through the air just above the steam coming off the hot springs. A brand new day brings so many possibilities. And in a place as beautiful as this, those possibilities are endless. It is a perfect moment. Witnessing such a sunrise makes you feel as if you had been warmed from the inside out. You sit there for a 
few minutes while the town around you slowly awakens. After a while, you stand up and begin to walk back the way you came, heading toward the coffee shop you saw earlier. The shop is easy to find, the rich smell of coffee being made wafts through the air and tickles your senses, the fragrance luring you to the open doors. The enticing aroma of coffee is invigorating and uplifting. It is a scent that reminds you of sunrises, like the one you just saw, and early morning moments. Following that scent now, you find yourself in the coffee shop at the counter, greeting the young man behind it. His smile is as warm as the coffee smells. After perusing the menu, you order the special of the day, the pumpkin spice latte, along with a cinnamon scone. Nodding his head, the young man gestures to a seat near the window so you can sit while he prepares your order. You sit down at the small table, staring out the window. You see a few people out and about enjoying the early morning. The whirs of the coffee machine reverberate through the space. A few moments pass before the young man appears by your side, placing the scone and a steaming cup of coffee on the table. After thanking him, you blow on the coffee to cool it down and take a sip. The flavor is surprising, as it doesn't really taste like pumpkin. Instead, notes of cinnamon, clove, and nutmeg tickle your palate. Each sip is like a warm hug for your soul. It reminds you of fall, of wearing sweaters and playing in the fallen leaves. The scone 
must have been made this morning. As it is soft and warm, melting apart in your mouth in a burst of cinnamon and sweet dough. The combination couldn't be more delicious. And before you know it, you have polished it off. Waving goodbye to the young man, you venture back outside and continue walking through the downtown area. The other stores are just beginning to open, and people are greeting one another. You get the feeling that in this small town, everyone knows each other. Some people even wave at you, and you smile, waving back. The sun has inched its way higher in the sky. You hasten back to the resort to get in your car, wanting to hit the road to sightsee. It is a short walk, and soon you have reached the vehicle. Sliding into the driver's seat, you start the engine, and the car rumbles to life. Heading west, the tires crunch over the carpet of leaves that fill the road, sending them up in a shower of red and orange confetti. You pass through the town, and as the buildings fade away, you begin to drive through the vast area of the San Juan National Forest. Scenic beauty surrounds you on both sides of the road. All you see are snow-capped mountains and trees and valleys that are cloaked in autumn colors. You turn onto the highway that will take you to the places you want to go. First up is Chimney Rock National Monument, about 20 miles away. Ancestral Puebloans lived in the area about 1,000 years ago, and the monument serves as a glimpse into their past. The drive there goes by 
in a blip. And soon, you spot Chimney Rock towering high into the air. There is another rock right beside it, aptly named Companion Rock. Both are perched high on the mesa, seemingly touching the clouds. Surrounding the tall rock spires and the ancient ruins is the National Forest, creating a lovely contrast. The panoramic views from the rocks must be incredible. With only the ruins and the vast wilderness all around them, you slow the car to a stop alongside the road and get out. Staring at the monument, you remember reading that the rocks are 7,000 feet above sea level. Apparently, the monument used to function as an astrological observatory. This is because every so often, the moon will appear between the two rocks. You can imagine climbing up there on a moonlit night to gaze at the stars watch meteor showers, or wait for a comet to appear. A thousand years ago, that is exactly what the ancestral Puebloans did. And it is easy to imagine the landscape as it was back then as the ancient pathways have hardly changed. A burst of wind sends the leaves up, and they scatter through the air. You take one last look at the ruins before returning to the car. Back on the road again, you turn the knob to a radio station and roll down the window. You stick your arm out, moving it to the beat of the song. There's freedom in driving on a lonely stretch of highway, with only the wilderness and music as your companions. This road trip is relaxing and even therapeutic. 
The highway stretches on, the miles and minutes rolling by. The sun climbs a little higher in the sky, where only a few white clouds dot the bright blue expanse. Out here, the sky somehow seems even bigger than it usually is. Like it has no end and no beginning. It reminds you that you are in the Wild West. And that is exactly what is out here. Wild. The sign for Durango is just ahead. You realize you have reached the halfway point to your next destination. Mesa Verde National Park. An hour has come and gone, and you hadn't even noticed. The town of Durango is situated in a low, sun-drenched valley with the kind of alpine scenery you'd expect to see on postcards. The mountainous landscape is serene and striking. Approaching the downtown area, you notice the Animus River to your left, running right alongside the highway. The name Durango comes from a Basque word which means Watertown. The town sits right on the banks of the river, which continues northward. You pass by Main Avenue, where colorful storefront awnings catch your attention. The sun's rays somehow intensify all the colors, making for a lively scene as people mill about on the sidewalks. With the windows rolled down, the crisp Colorado air is subtly scented. You can smell the aroma of the delicacies coming from the cafes and restaurants that line the streets. To your right, you pass the historic Durango and Silverton Railroad, 
steam-powered locomotive passes through the mountains and canyons. The train is one of the town's main attractions. It takes its passengers on the same tracks that were used by early settlers more than a hundred years ago. Cowboys and miners would have traveled along this route too. Somehow, the town and landscape seem familiar to you. Then, Durango fades into the distance as you continue on your way to Mesa Verde and its world-renowned cliff dwellings. The remaining hour of the drive goes by quickly, just as it often does on the best road trips. You notice that the scenery is changing. It is transforming right before your eyes, going from mostly forests and mountains to some of the most beautiful, diverse terrain that you have ever seen. There seems to be a little bit of everything. A land of high desert with mesas and wide, empty valleys goes on forever. With the snow-covered mountains as the backdrop. Soon, you are taking the exit for the park off the main highway. You turn left, heading up a plateau. You're on your way to the Farview Visitor Center, where you will meet up with your guide. There's still a good 30 minutes to go, but that's fine by you. These views are so incredible. Passing the gate, you drive the steep, winding road that carries you up a rocky ridge with near-vertical cliffs in some places. The views over Mancus Valley to the east show a sweeping vista that seems endless. With the snow-dusted La Plata Mountains looming in the background. 
you spot movement out of the corner of your eye. Intrigued, you slow the car to a stop and look out across the valley below. Wild horses are galloping across the vast stretch of land. Their long manes streaming behind them. There must be at least a couple hundred of them. This picturesque scene is the Wild West in its truest form. Watching the magnificent creatures race over the hills, you wonder if they are mustangs. Once you have lost sight of them, you turn your gaze back to the road and continue on. Eventually, the road travels through a tunnel before climbing up to the top of a high ridge. This is the North Rim, a long, steep slope that forms the south edge of Montezuma Valley. The wooded North Rim runs east to west and links the hills of Mesa Verde. Extending southwards are many long, thin, wooded mesas. The mesas have almost flat tops and are separated by narrow canyons, some as deep as 1,000 feet. You pass by several overlooks for viewing the lands below. On a day like this, with barely any clouds in the sky. The view extends all the way to Shiprock Peak in New Mexico, some 50 miles to the south. The natural beauty is astounding. You finally spot a cluster of buildings ahead. After locating a parking spot, you exit the car and make your way toward the guide who is standing outside the visitor center. He waves you over introducing himself as Bill. 
quickly going over the itinerary for the day. Bill informs you that the two of you will drive around the park while learning about the fascinating history of Mesa Verde. It is the biggest archaeological preserve in the United States and the first national park to protect structures made by people. It is also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Mesa Verde is important internationally for its special cultural significance. Because the park spans well over 50,000 acres, Bill admits that there won't be enough time to explore all of it. But the areas you get to see will more than make it worth your while. You follow him to the jeep and get in the passenger side as he takes the driver's seat and starts the engine. Rolling down the windows, he angles the car onto the access road and heads south to where the first ruins are located. As the car rumbles along the dusty road, Bill starts to regale you with all that there is to know about this historic site. The ancient ruins in the park could be considered the North American equivalent of the pyramids in Egypt. They hold the early stories of the land and offer a glimpse into the past. Mesa Verde is Spanish for green table, which is fitting in terms of both geology and botany. The area is filled with juniper trees and pinyon pines. Rock alcoves soar 2,000 feet above Montezuma Valley. And filling these alcoves are ancient, multi-storied cliff dwellings. Bill tells you that the story goes, On a snowy winter's day, two cowboys were looking for their cattle when they stumbled upon the ruins. As they were walking near the edge of a canyon, 
I looked across to the other side. Through the falling snow, I saw walls and towers. It was a cliff dwelling, which they later named Cliff Palace. The two cowboys began to explore the maze of rooms which had been uninhabited for centuries. Inside, they found all kinds of artifacts, such as tools and pottery. Since then, Bill continues, Thousands of archaeological sites have been found here at Mesa Verde, including a further 600 cliff dwellings. It was the ancestral Puebloans who once lived in these outside villages, which are similar to other sites across southwest Colorado. Bill tells you that the ancestral Puebloans lived in the area for over 700 years. As he talks, you spot a glimpse of the first ruins ahead at far view. Bill turns onto a trail and slows down to highlight a few of the landmarks. There is a small reservoir and several village sites that you can see from the road. Bill points out the three villages that are large and close enough to be seen. Coyote Village, Farview House, and Pipe Shrine House. After pulling the jeep over, the two of you get out and approach the last village. Typical of all the ruins here, the structures of the village are made of sandstone. It's a rich red-brown. Bill tells you that the site is made of interconnected rooms and is organized around circular kivas, subterranean rooms that were once ceremonial gathering places. In the past, the kivas would have been covered and the space around them would have functioned as a small plaza. 
the connected rooms panning out around these plazas would have been a housing unit. And the room facing the plaza contains the hearth, where family members most likely gathered. The rooms located off the hearth were probably used for storage, Bill says. These structures evoke a sense of community. And as you walk around one of the kivas, you can imagine how it looked in the past. Returning to the jeep, the two of you continue the tour. Bill shows you Cedar Tree Tower, a small, lone structure on the mesa top. It is surrounded by the pinyon pines that make Mesa Verde so green. There's a refreshing, woodsy smell to the air. The jeep turns into Farming Terrace Trail. You can spot evidence of the ancient farming terraces for which the trail is named, and the prehistoric check dams that created the terraces. Bill tells you that the ancestral Puebloans farmed the mesa top for corn and other crops. It is hard to imagine seeing how arid the land here is. You find yourself going on a drive through time as the jeep traverses Mesa Top Loop Road. Along the way, you pass several sites and overlooks of some of the more prominent cliff dwellings. Bill points out Cliff Palace as you pass the dwelling. It was the first one to be stumbled upon by the two cowboys all those years ago. The site is a sprawling cluster of buildings, the largest in the park, with more than 150 rooms. All the structures are nestled under the rock overhang, and you must admit, it does look cozy. Due to its location, 
it seems to be completely sheltered from the elements. As you look at the many towers and houses of Cliff Palace, you think about how incredible the views must be from here. They have to be among the best in the world. With this kind of landscape to look out over, no wonder the ancestral Puebloans chose this place to build their homes and live. Gazing at the towering ruins, you can easily imagine a thriving society. You drive on, and the ruins fade from sight. Bill tells you that the cliff dwellings were abandoned sometime in the 13th century, for reasons no one is quite sure of. Hearing that, you are reminded of how rich the history of our world is and how much we still don't know. Mesa Verde really does offer a glimpse into the country's past in a way that is sure to stick with you long after you have left. It is amazing to imagine the way things were so long ago and it is easy to do so at a place such as this, where the ancient ruins remain as intact as they are. A comfortable silence fills the car. Staring out the window at the unique landscape you think back on your trip. You came to visit a small mountain town and quench your wanderlust. But you got so much more than that. You got to experience a little bit of everything. Exploring the great outdoors, soaking in the world's deepest hot springs, roaming the wilderness, and visiting places that took you back in time. This trip has instilled a sense of awe and adoration or Southwest Colorado. Maybe you'll stay a little longer and keep exploring. 
After all, it is the journey that matters in the end.